Hey, so one month has passed since our last session. Maybe more, maybe a little bit less, but we we didn't have a specific topic right now. So we just wanted to talk about what we were curious about in the past weeks. And I was curious about, for a very specific reason, about um, knowledge management. And you, Bo, were curious about what? Uh, uh, content creation. So I started working on my, my talk about content creation again. So, yeah. What a coincidence, right? <laughs> yes. Because it's... Um, two closely related topics. Yeah. I just opened up um, a search engine and put in knowledge management and it tells me knowledge management is the process of organizing, creating, using and sharing collective knowledge within an organization. And you could probably replace uh, sharing collective knowledge with sharing content. Um, and within an organization, you could replace this within a community. Yeah. And, and it's basically, in a sense, it's, it's a very similar thing, maybe with different goals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the organization wants to preserve knowledge because there was someone or there are people who work there and they have the knowledge and the organization wants to make the most out of it for, for all the people and preserve it even if someone leaves. Whereas content... I mean, sometimes the community wants also to, sometimes it has a similar goal, right? If it's like the whole community. But yeah. content creators are a lot of times more interested to share knowledge than knowledge workers uh, to, to persist their knowledge within the organization, which is seen a lot of times as extra, more as extra work, right? Yeah, so indeed, to me, content creation feels like more like a, I don't know what the word is, not individual, but indeed from 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 one person towards a, a an audience, and an audience can be a community or just people you don't know, but it can even be what I'm doing a lot is using it as a learning mechanism. So if I create content, I, I only do it for myself to to structure whatever I'm learning, and if I then have the feeling, yeah, yeah, I can explain it in in my content and probably I understand it and that, that feels for me much better than just only building things with, for example, tech I use. So, but, um, so yeah, I think indeed the goal is a bit different, but uh, if, if you're used to creating content for yourself or for your community, yeah, you can also do it for your company, of course. So that is uh, definitely uh, an overlap. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And then, if you create content, though, I noticed that 
you or people in general who create content feels like they're also more disposed to like or this knowledge management thing at the organization so that's at least the experience that i i had and then a lot of times people who don't create content or don't even like to create content this is like the other side of the spectrum where a lot of times you also will hear that uh, documentation is like is a burden or uh, something like that right so yeah yes um, I think indeed that that uh, creating content uh, can be a hurdle for for some for, for yourself I guess it can be like a personal hurdle for yourself that you uh, you are either maybe afraid of yeah is my content even making sense is it even interesting uh, it can also be people just don't like it or because and and often it is because they never I would say maybe never tried it never done it but once you're once you're into this creating content mindset, I, I would say, because I think we both have this, that we have the urge to really create content. And then at, at your company, they say, yeah, so we want to preserve some more knowledge and preferably not uh, when you're leaving, but but just always, always then, then these people who are used to creating content will be the first to say, okay, yeah, I can, I, I can write some documentation or I can, I can, I can record a video. And, um, yeah, and but it can also be the other way around, maybe even that um, that you start within your company to create content for knowledge management, and mm. then you think, ah, oh, I like this. I would, I would, I want to start my own blog. I have also have other things to say myself that I like to share with other people. So it, it, I think one can help the other uh, to start. And mm. yeah, yeah, a lot of most of the time, I would say that the leadership level is encouraging people to create documentation and for me I, I also see it more or less as a as a duty of mine to preserve some implicit knowledge somehow and I'm doing this naturally but I wonder if you have, if you run into situations where you think you haven't preserved enough information or when you, yeah, how, how do you balance this yourself? Yeah. Like when, when do you start writing documentation? Yeah, that's a good question because I, I do. Uh, um, when, um, well, maybe it always starts with uh, that I finally understand something, or finally know something, or finally we decided on something, and I think we should write this down somewhere because otherwise we have to remember what what was it again what we decided on, or what was it again how, for example, in AWS you had to go somewhere and then very complicated. No, let's just write it down, and then so it's 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 about not having to remember it. I think that's that's one of the main reasons, and um, mm -hmm. yeah, and. Um, but of course, uh, if uh, if you have like a very specific uh, skill or like a knowledge about something, and um, you want to uh, start sharing that with other people, then it can also help to start creating uh, some kind of uh, content. Uh, yeah, just to to make it publicly accessible. I think that that's kind of maybe also the thing. And 
But, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I also like that, like, decisions, first of all, to write them down, and then second, to also, like, if you haven't written it down, how do you, I mean, you can't make sure anyway that someone reads it, right, and understands it and agrees with it, but at least if you've written it down and shared and told, hey, this is the decision we made, at least there is something, there is a common ground. And then totally like how to's, if you know this is something that you will need to repeat, most probably will won't remember exactly how to do it. Then that's also something that I like uh, noting down. And similarly with content creation, right? So with content creation, maybe writing down your personal decisions. Um, and then, yeah, your personal how-tos to help people do the same thing. Yeah, I think it's good to uh, to to have as much things in in public. So, for example, you can everyone makes their own notes, I guess, in some way. But I think it's it's always good to see, look at these notes, and you think, okay, might this even be remotely interest of other people? And let's not keep it in my own notes, but just put it somewhere public. And even though maybe no, no one will ever read it or whatever, and still. It's always better than keeping it to yourself. I think that's also a, a very familiar uh, mindset thing of content is that I always think, okay, it's, yeah, so as soon as this might be interest for other people, then I just uh, put it in the open. And uh, other people might benefit from it, but it gives also an opportunity for other people to give feedback on it so you can improve and uh, we can improve as a team perhaps or something like that. So, yeah, that. I, I have another example that's this week I realized uh, we have at... Uh, at work, we have this uh, process for updating uh, translation files. So we have an app, and it's built. It translates in many languages. So there are JSON files which have all of the translations. And um, then we, what we do is we uh, send those files to um, to our external translators on Upwork, and they uh, they translate all of the things that uh, have been updated or have been added. And uh, this process ha- is like partly. Automated with a with a tool, but there is also some some manual work involved. And I I do this all the time, and I'm kind of the only one who knows how to do this. And I, I do it just to to not bother other people with it, I guess. So what I should do now actually is not only record a video explaining the whole process, what I do, so that at least someone else can also do it if I would not be there. But it also uh, is a way to kind of um, uh, to show. The, all of the steps in this process that are not so nice. Maybe that should be automated. So it's also a way to kind of, uh, uh, I don't know what the exact word is, but that, you, that on the surface you can see, okay, but now in this video, I can see that indeed this step is not nice. This step is uh, cumbersome. So it can also be a way to, while you explain it, you think, oh, yeah, oh, wait, this is not, no, we should not do this like this. We should really improve this. So, and then other people can watch the video and then they can say, yeah, indeed, that's, Let's improve this, and then you have like an easy way to communicate about it because you have this video that just has the whole process, and then you have something to talk about, I guess. So that can also be a way of as an improvement uh, mechanism, even. Yeah. So to to initiate change, maybe. Yeah. And so hopefully, if you don't automate it near time, then you can also use it to delegate or share the responsibility with someone. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a good way of um, 
you know, a way to become more senior, let's say, for people who who are on the path. That's maybe yeah. an additional motivation for them to create content, be it outside of or inside of an organization. Is to this is also where the seniority comes in, yes. where you are able to articulate something and show something, and then yeah, do whatever, initiate change, delegate, share responsibility. That's yeah, awesome. indeed, I would say seniority, knowledge sharing, and everything is has a lot to do with taking responsibility. So you work somewhere and you just do your work and then you say, well, but no, we should really uh, like persist this in some way. We should really document this or whatever you want to do. But we, and then that's that's then a step that you take because you take the responsibility. And that, that also shows seniority that you, yeah. That, yeah, that, that's, I think that's also a, a nice opportunity within a team or within a company to, uh, to, to distinguish yourself kind of in how you do things from, from others even. Yeah. Yeah, to get back to the other, to, to one aspect of content creation is maybe a little bit different from knowledge man management is that in content creation, there's also more room for opinions or, you know, experience um stories or something like that right yeah whereas you also you have the same opinions you have the same stories at work but there's no real space within an organization to to share this um and there's also this is also not really encouraged right so no one i mean people may care in your organization about your experience and opinion and stuff like that. And they might even like to read and learn from, from it, but it's not really something that we encourage in organizations to, to have these kind of, to have this kind of content or rants or something, right. Uh, yeah. in anywhere. Sometimes you have those, of course, in Slack, someone or wherever, whatever you use for, for chat, someone vents out. Um, but that's also rare. Yeah, but uh, I think uh, Slack is also content creation, indeed. So, so if you are on your documentation wiki, your your content might, might be a little bit more serious and a little bit less opinionated. Then in Slack, you can you can do it the other way, and 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 both are valuable. But they they are it depends on the platform you use for them, I guess, to uh, on how much opinion you put in it or humor or whatever ranting or whatever or that you keep it more like factual and and, and just want to uh to, to save things for later for other people to view so yeah it's it's, it's an interesting point that yes indeed your personal content creation can be more opinionated but also still in the company you can also have can be opinionated but, but then it really depends on the platform you use I think. And, mm. yeah 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 that's a nice observation yeah yeah, and then there are also companies where there is more and and less room for personal stuff. There are companies yeah. where everything is like very professional, yeah. And there are companies with cultures where you have like much more of this um, personal stuff. In, let's say in the chat app, but then also 
I even remember one company where they had like an internal blog and theoretically you could also use the blog to like create more structured content about your opinion. But then, yeah, it was used, but maybe not in, in this kind of opinionated kind of thing and like more to to bring value, I guess, um, yeah. share knowledge and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, I think content creation in a company is uh, is in is more of a indeed, like you said, it's from it's from management. They they want you to do this, and of course, that is also your personal, uh, um, uh, well, like I said, your personal taking responsibility of doing these kinds of things. But in 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 general, this is all work. It's all. It, it should be should be done because it's important for the company. And with personal content creation, for me at least, it's it's completely like fun. I guess it's like what I want to create content about. I will do it, and and otherwise not. And in the company, it can be at some point we can we can say, well, yeah, no, we really should do this. So then it's more like work instead of hobby and fun. And but but that really depends on company. Uh, I, I work at companies where we had like this uh, really strict uh, procedures because it was uh, like a medical. Uh, Kind of company, and if I would create content in that company, then oh man, that for me personally would be total disaster because it would be so dry, so serious, so yeah, like like you said, uh, and and but we work at a SaaS company, and then it, it's it's much lighter and much it it must be useful, of course, but it's not so strict, and so these are also things to take into account. I think is that um, you. Uh, Content creation is fun. It can be fun, and uh, indeed, you can use your own opinions if you if you really like, would like to. But then it still uh, depends on the kind of company uh, if you really can or not. And then it depends on yeah, how important that is for you. I guess for me, that would be very important. Uh, if, if if content creation feels like an obligation and, and it's also about uh, topics I don't really care for, yeah, then for me that would not not be fun. But but for others it could be. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah, totally, totally. So right now, also this is why I've been curious about the, the whole topic. Uh, right now I'm changing roles with like, I'm going to a new company, leaving Venery. And I'm creating content now quite a bit. So and this is also kind of, we spoke about it and we thought about how can we preserve some knowledge. And I also remember in the past, um, colleagues leaving. And I mean, I, I left also quite often in the eight years that I'm a software engineer. Um, I, don't remember doing a lot of special things when leaving, uh, especially as a student. It doesn't really matter when you leave. Um, and then after that, I, yeah, I wasn't involved too much into more than like the usual thing. Hey 
try to document this and that. I remember once when I was a student, someone was leaving, who was there for for a couple of years, I think, and I was tasked to um, somehow preserve their knowledge. Um, and this meant basically, yeah, I guess to well, to work together with them on some tasks and try to write things down. But I didn't feel like it, it worked really well. So in the end, I wrote, it, I couldn't create a lot of content from, from this back, back in the time. I guess it also depends a lot on how much knowledge do you have at the moment? Yeah. Um, how much, in the end, how much do you work with the other person um, in the last weeks that they are the company? And how how are your content creation skills, right? So yeah, um, write everything down and like categorize everything correctly and think about like what's useful and all that. So I remember it was tough those yeah. couple of weeks. It was a tough, tough task to do, yeah. like try to get out knowledge from someone who's leaving. As a student, you don't even know like what's going on, what's important and all that stuff. So maybe yeah. if it's an experienced person and they pair for three weeks together and like try to get the most out of it and solve tasks together and see what, what can be drawn out of it. Maybe this could be more useful. So yeah. And, and since then I kind of, I, I like this question and to think about like, how can you preserve all that? And I wonder if you had any experiences in, in that direction or. Yeah. Um, I think there's a difference between the the knowledge and, for example, uh, actual source code that has been created by by this person and the person themselves. So, uh, if 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 uh, someone is leaving, that has a lot a lot of uh, influence on how the code base is structured. For example, because they have this specific skill that they took the initiative to say, okay, we need to restructure our app because now it looks better. Uh, but the other team members don't have that. Then, um, then there's not much to you cannot. That, that's not something you can, you can transfer. If this person would leave, then uh, the, this specific skill would leave with them. And then the only thing you can do is to be sure that the people who stay behind at least understand the code how it's now. And they might not be, they might not take the same uh, responsibility of indeed keep on restructuring the code and not accepting uh, that it that we should keep on modeling like this. But we should really take a step back and, and but that's what this person did. So if the person leaves, that's something you just lose. And so then what remains is the code base you have. And and hopefully that these people that remain got inspired by this person leaving and that they say, okay, now this person is leaving. So now we should now we are responsible for keeping an eye on, on structuring things. But um, so that I think that's different between like uh, yeah creating content or whatever you do for what, what there is and the person leaving and the person is just leaving. So, and then another thing is that I also, I mean, I have a lot of people that went like left from the teams I work in 
in the end, life also just goes on. So this 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 does also does not make it easy. I think to indeed, like you described, to even know, yeah, is it even useful that I am now creating all this knowledge stuff? Yeah, you, because you, yeah, you, you you never know, and 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 things will change anyway because this person is leaving. So yeah, that that's. Yeah. I don't know really. Don't know what uh, what the the answer or solution to that to that challenge is actually. But yeah, most of the time you also don't really know who will be working on what, and um, things come up, and yeah, it's a it's a tough bet to do, but. I kind of like how it works right now with what we do at uh, at Webinar Geek now. So you have to imagine that I was involved in like APIs, integrations, um, interactions, Stripe, uh, or Webinar payments. Um, what else? Things like that. So it's kind of specific areas that, as you say, it's like it's impossible to to transfer all the details into someone else's head. But what we are doing now is um, we 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 create content basically, and the funny thing is we create um, video and audio. No, video and text content, basically. And how it works is this. And I really like like it personally. I, it has to be seen afterward if that's really like, if it was worth the, the time and the effort. It's not too much time or effort because, and it's also correlated with the work that we actually do. So imagine that um, in those like four domains that I just listed, um, we have open tasks. And so I meet with someone who will most probably take over this domain. And I go into our documentation where we have um, docs. And I make an outline of a possible video. And to record with this person when we um, try to talk about the topic, basically. And also try to make it uh, at least conceptually bound to the task that we have at hand. So... I make the outline directly in the documentation. And while we were doing the video, um, I also add stuff. And see, sometimes I also see that things are missing in the documentation. So um, in the end, it's like you do the video, you change the documentation on the way, um, fix the documentation because you notice like things that are wrong and then you add new things that can be useful and you have this other person 
shadowing you, so to say, or yeah. not shadowing you, having like a proper conversation and learning and also contributing to, to, um, to the whole thing. Yeah. And the video could be useful. I don't think it's useful for the person who will be like jumping in ad hoc into solving the problem. But if you have maybe someone new joining or if you have like a junior or a student um, working on a specific feature, then may, this may be like useful to, to, for them to watch the video and see how things are things work in practice um and then also what we do and i don't know if that will be useful but we have a transcript put it through chat save this somewhere as well so so it's also kind of searchable content yeah um so yeah i think oh yeah it feels quite good in terms of someone telling you hey um preserve your knowledge somehow. So basically the, the ingredients here are video, documentation, changing as part of the video even, and pairing yes. with someone. So these three things I think are... Yeah, cool. It's also a nice uh, improvement on the story you told before when you're a student and, and you were kind of trying to distill the knowledge out of this person while this other person was just doing their work, I guess, or something like that. Now, you dedicated uh, writing uh, any knowledge down and, and recording it with the person uh, who will who will take over. So yeah, that's that's really cool. Uh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I guess this is also though the other ingredient, right? Like as I said, I see this as my duty, and I have kind of fun doing it. But then, of course, this, this other guy there. He didn't care, you know, he, he left and like, yeah. he's all maybe with his mind, he's already like, it was a new place. He doesn't yeah. really want to do all, like, to think hard about like, what, what needs to be preserved. Um, a lot of people go into it with the mindset that, hey, if the company needs something, they need to figure out how to get it out of, out of my head because yeah. I don't know, like, what do I know how, how to do that, right? Yeah, okay. So so then, indeed, because you never know how people leave, because they even might leave in, in not so nice uh, circumstances, uh, or they indeed, like you say, they do leave in good circumstances, but they're just already with their minds on the next job. So then the moment of uh, sharing or transferring knowledge at the end is is a bit risky, because you are indeed, like you say, you feel like uh, obligated to do it, uh, but this, this won't always happen. So, so then knowledge management is also about, of course, doing it continuously while no one is leaving yet. And it's all just, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, so then, then, so now I was wondering, so, so uh, we, we, you mentioned a good example of how to transfer knowledge at the moment that it's really necessary. Uh, that that works well with pairing and everything, but how can you like force yourself or the team to continuously do this to create like this knowledge management culture thingy or whatever you call it like this? Yeah, it's impossible. Mm. <laughs> I think you needed to create it while you are hiring. I think 
So if you don't hire content creators per se, but you do whatever, that's not part of your hiring strategy. It will be very difficult. Yeah. Because, I mean, the other option is you make content creators out of people who don't care or don't really like it. Um, and or don't, don't know. So I was one yeah. someone who did not know that I liked it until I started it. And then I thought, oh, this is nice. So uh, there is yeah. always a chance indeed that there are people who are potentially uh, good at it and would like it. But but indeed, I agree with you. You need to have these kinds of people. Either you hire them or you, you make them. But uh, yeah, you need them. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe you can even create this culture. But, you know, we had in previous... Uh, episodes we talked about possible percentages um about like people of who create and not create content and i think we kind of came to the conclusion that most people don't create content are not content creators per se but yeah i'd be curious about like what's the percentage of people who don't know but would um yeah and that, that's that's an interesting question um uh, as i said I, i'm working on my, my talk and it's called the wonders of content creation and indeed this is exactly one of the big questions i have uh is uh, how many people don't know yet that they would like it i mean i i i started with content creation as a uh like as something that i did uh purposely uh when i was like i don't know 41 years old i'm 45 now that, that's pretty late. And, and um, then I think, so in my talk, what I will, what I will tell the people is how easy it can be or how, how, how soon or how quick you, you should or can start with content creation while you're still learning new things. And, and that can be a way of other people to, to start doing it sooner. And uh, of course, in my talk, I will also ask the audience, uh, so who, who uh, so I will just mention examples of content creation. It can be a message in Slack. It can be even a conversation at the coffee machine, but it can also be a presentation, a talk, or a workshop, or a course, whatever. I will just ask the audience, how many of you do any form of content creation, however small or meaningless you feel it is, maybe? And then I expect to see some hands. And then the next question will be, uh, how many of you would like to do it more, or would even like to start with it even? And then, yeah, then that, that's the, that maybe depending percentage. Well, not, then some people don't know yet still. And then maybe at the end of the talk, I can ask the question again. So now you've seen my talk. You've seen maybe you got inspired or motivated to, to also do more content creation. And who of you now uh, uh, yeah, thinks they could do it or something? They want to do it or something. Like that. And I'm not sure, but something in, in these lines, I, because then indeed, I'm also very curious with this. Of how many people uh, can and want to do, do this without them knowing? Uh, again, also in my talk, because I will... I will show them at least why I think it's so cool and what, what's so wondrous about it because it, it gives you a lot of things in many ways. And I think even my, I mean, even got my job from content creation. If, if I did not get, uh, ho like host these uh, React workshops, I could, have not, could not tell another company that I'm a React developer and then they would not have hired me perhaps. And that, that's, uh, that's a way of example of, of what you can do to yeah, even change your career. I mean, 
and it's also uh, it's also a form of seniority. So I guess there are also developers maybe who are young and, and they are really looking for, okay, how can I really distinguish myself and how can I have more fun as being a developer? And then content creation, either in a company or next to your job, can be a, an example of something that can make your 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 professional life much more fun. And uh, uh, yeah, so yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah, I like that. I you need to find the right question there. Yeah, because yeah. Like, would you like to create content? Maybe you should do it with an app or something where people can. Yeah. And then display the results or something. Oh, like that. yeah. And yeah, then maybe like have a incentive to vote. So you really get a lot of votes and also the last vote and only the people get something that who do all the three votes. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and this is a, a little bit of a sidestep, perhaps. But that, what that's one of the things I like about content creation is also that often you have to build things for your content. You can build an example app. Yeah, you can build a presentation slides tool. Or what I did, uh, but you can also uh, create this app, right? The way where people can vote anonymously during a talk, and they, they, these apps are there already, of course. But you can also build them yourself. So it's content creation can be like this fun vehicle. But you can do a lot of things around that are also really fun. So yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I I'm personally motivated to send out a CFP about um, the three steps for knowledge management with our leads your company. The three ingredients, core ingredients, and it's uh, pairing, video shooting, and documenting on the way. And yeah, that's created a nice um, content about content as well. Yeah. Uh, and it's also useful, but I will only do that if after a couple of months or so, I get a nice message from our CTO who says, uh, man, this was really helpful. Oh yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, I don't know. If, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You never know, indeed, if it's really useful. And uh, it's it's a lot about indeed, like you say, uh, you feel like obligated to do it. It feels good, at least for you, that you did this, that you left it behind in a good way. And if they and what they do with it, yeah, you never know. And yeah, yeah, yeah but. From what I've seen and experienced so far as someone leaving and as seeing other people leaving, so far this is <laughs> the best yeah, yeah. Um, approach. So it, there might be something behind it. I just can't put it into numbers and data yet, which would be really nice to do. I mean... What you could do to measure this maybe is a um, subjective subjective survey of anyone who was involved in it. And then I could say, hey, these people subjectively perceive that they've learned a lot on the way and that they are set for the future. Whereas 
usually if someone leaves, no one, yeah, most people don't feel confident that enough knowledge is preserved, I guess. At least from those who care. Yeah. But yeah. as you say, there's also this thing of life is going on and like it needs to work anyway. And we just hope mm. that the processes so far were so good that um, the organization will live on. Yeah. And it's, it's also human to, uh, if someone does something very good, then you don't have to do that because that other person is already doing it. And then that person leaves. And then there's a new opportunity and you think, okay, but now I can be, this cannot be my, my thing that I'm responsible for, that, that person has not left and there's a whole, uh, I, can, I can throw it full with. So it's also a chance, life goes on and there's a new chance for other people who, ne who never took that chance before because the other person was already doing it. Mm. Uh, and, and, then, and then that person might have left all of the knowledge in the knowledge management uh, system or whatever. But then this, this person that, that then takes over will do it in their own way anyway. So um, that's indeed how you never know how you're uh, leaving behind your knowledge in a, some kind of uh, form is always useful. But, but again, it, it feels good. And I also like, I think also you have a story. So if people ask you, so how do you do these kinds of things? Then you have a good story. You say, well, I know how to do knowledge management. This is how I do it. And, and maybe they never even do anything with it, but at least you can, you have a good thoughts on, on, on how to do it. So that that's cool in itself for you already. So yeah, yeah. yeah that's a good point. That's a good point. And yeah. we all already have, like with this episode ending right now at minute 42 almost, <laughs> uh, we also have a good um, content piece about the topic. And about content creation, so. Yep. It is a success already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and definitely. I wonder if there is more that we want to say about this, or if you want to share any outlook on what you will be curious about in the next weeks, if you have already ideas or yeah uh, yeah if you let it float yeah i don't i don't i i have so many things i'm curious about but uh that, that changes by the day so i'm not sure but uh <laughs> yeah, yeah my talk is definitely something i'm working on but uh yeah but, uh, um yeah you, no, I don't, don't know you, you don't have the admission yet though right no that yeah exactly they did not accept it yet and uh, I like to think that there's a good chance they will, but uh, yeah, but yeah, but I otherwise, mean, I have to find other otherwise I have to find other uh, opportunity to do the talk because uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the how is it called? The power of um, attraction or something like that. So basically, yeah. working on it, you do it, you attract it. Yeah. Already. So there, there's yeah. no chance you won't do it. So. Yeah, I think so. I hope. Yeah. And, and, and you, do you also know where you will be curious about next time, you think? Or? Yeah, I will be curious about APIs quite a bit. Um, because yeah, my new role is also kind of an API 
and integrations engineer. So I'll dig into specific of API, basically API design and security. That's what I'm curious about at the moment as well, a lot. So yeah, maybe next, next time we have something to talk about there. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I have many questions about that. So uh, yeah, that would be nice. Uh, nice topic. Yeah. We can talk about how we can make uh, Temba. Temba? Yeah. Your open source tool, how we can make it secure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There are many things that can, can improve it uh, based are uh, indeed by someone who has more experience with APIs because that's indeed my big question. How, how, how do you create APIs? I mean, I know it. I know how to create like an HTTP endpoint, but how can you how can you make it in all all ways in all, in all the ways that uh, like uh, good and uh, yeah. So uh, nice, yeah, yeah. Let's do that and let's have a good time until then. Definitely, always. Cool. Thanks. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye.